Out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing, there is a field. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, even the phrase each other doesn't make sense. Hi everyone. I see today's chat with Dion as a true gift of my recovery. I met Dion when she and her ex-husband lived in the same block of flats as us. The two couples became friends very quickly. Through this friendship, a whole network of other friendships developed for both parties concerned. Unfortunately, as a result of my addiction, Dion deemed it safer for her to not have contact with me, which was the end of the friendship as we knew it then. I owned my part in that situation, made my amends, and we have consequently had contact again. It is only through the cat lady, whom you've heard in a previous episode, that the friendship started developing again. I am very grateful for that. It shows that the 12-step recovery program works and that gifts do follow as a result of the work we put in. Dion has changed immensely since we lost that contact and I am very excited for her to share her story with us today. Dion, how are you doing? I'm nervous. (laughs) What are you nervous about? I don't know about where this is going to go. That's interesting. This is not a therapy session. Yes. <laughs> so, so you don't have to unearth stuff that, that might d- be... That might be la- laying low. <laughs> might be lurking somewhere in the subconscious. This is absolutely purely just a casual chat about spirituality. Your sense of, if you think you've got a sense of, if you don't, we might investigate that. It might be a very short chat. <laughs> <laughs> but I got you here today because I think you do have a sense of spirituality. And I think there is something to, to tell people. I like to think that I've got a sense of spirituality. I think it's my own interpretation thereof because for me, spirituality, it tends to all lead to one place. And whenever, I mean, I've got a lot of, I've got a lot of Jewish clients who have a, a, what they, what they see as a, as their spirituality, which is their religion. And then I have certain friends who are religious, uh, whether it be Catholic or whether it be New Age, Hillsong, whatever. But for me, the very common thread all seems to point towards one thing. And whatever you call it, the reason I don't like man-made religions is because they put too many boundaries down. And, I mean, yeah, my spirituality is very much nature. (laughs) I find your term man-made quite interesting because that's ultimately what the way I look at it organized religion nearly becomes but that's what I'm saying organized religion is man-made yeah. all my life coming from a from quite a broken home I mean not broken but well it is I mean divorces and my mother's been married three times and 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 I always think I searched for something and I mean in high school I became quite religious <laughs> I gave my life you did? I did oh, wow. I gave okay, my good. life to the Lord and I whatever but um I kept searching for something, but it, I never found it in anything that was solidly a, a solid institution. I don't, I don't know how to explain it, like a like a church or a, no. a even a shul or a anything, even the the new age religions or the anything like that. It was very much, and as I've got older and as more shit has happened in my life, so I realised that it is. <laughs> It's a it's a feeling from within of where I find solace and. Yeah, happiness, I yeah. suppose. It's really, what I've discovered for me is journey inside. 
Mm. It's not outside. Even though, and you also said it's nature. And that's weird because that's outside. But the connection comes from inside. But it's the energy in nature. I think that's that's what I mean by, by my spirituality. It's just, I find myself, so I did the Fish River Canyon walk last year. Five days. I am totally unfit. I got two weeks notice to go. <laughs> I hadn't exercised. I hadn't anything. But, and you know, I don't know if you know, but the Fisher of Canyon, you walk, you start one end and you walk the canyon with everything that you it's need. It's one of the most hectic <clears throat> bike hikes there is, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, for me, it was very hectic. And I just, I knew I needed to do it. And I have 17 kilos on my back and I started this hike. And I mean, just standing at the top of that, the trepidation, number one, <laughs> but the 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 sense of excitement of being at one with nature because yeah. with no external life you've got what you need for five days on your back and all that you need is within you and you've got you've got you've got these mountains you see I actually get goosebumps when i'm telling you that now Fabulous. and all you've got are, the, are these all these mountains these canyon walls and yeah. you're walking through it and you're walking and you're walking and you start turning in and that's where i feel for me that's where i find in my garden, at one with nature, on a mountain, in a, walking, I, I, it fills me and I become introspective and I work things out to my mm. head. With the hustle and bustle of everyday life and the work and cell phones and being a mother, a lover, a friend, a housekeeper, a boss, a, I can't... <laughs> God, <okay>. I, <laughs> stop it, stop it now already. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? I can't, no. I can't look in. I can't become introspective. It's just not time. So no, you got to. I, I find I've got to make time. But no, there's no time. If I just let life happen, I become bogged down in it, and I don't. I'm not in touch with. Yeah, my spirituality. Yeah. Yeah. Did you grow up in a house with any sense of spirituality, religion? Religion. Um, well, yeah. We were forced to go to Sunday school every Sunday. Ah. I got christened apparently. Yeah, religion was a very much like, almost like a forced issue. I mean, I went to boarding school and it was you had to fill in a form and say whether you were Anglican, Catholic, whatever, whatever. And we grew up as Anglican, as I said, being forced to go to Sunday school every Sunday. And then, yeah, at boarding school, it was kind of like a, the, the, the Angl- I'm Anglican, in inverted commas, and the Anglican priest came to the uh, Corsairs, the boarding house, and called down all the Anglican girls and went, right, now we need to start confirmation classes. And I didn't feel like I could say, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> and so we landed up every Friday at this revolting man's house doing these... <laughs> and I became confirmed, you know? That was Amazing. Yeah, you know, that was after I'd... That practice that whole giving my life to the Lord yeah. kind of thing. But yeah, that's the only religion that was ever in... Um, okay. You grew up here in Gordon's Bay. Bay yeah. So how did you end up in boarding school? Because my parents got divorced. Ah. Mm. So my parents got divorced when I was 12. Okay. Just in Senate 5 and then I went to boarding school. How was that for you? I loved it. No, not the boarding school, the divorce. <laughs> No, I didn't know. One, one sick motherfucker. That divorce, <laughs> that, that divorce was horrendous. Was it? Totally. Because... Was it nasty? Was it... Mm. Was it... Oh, no. It was nasty. And I was the only product of my parents' union. 
So I kind of wondered where, who I was then. Okay. Like, what was I? If they didn't love each other anymore, what, what then? Did it cross your mind kind of, don't they love me enough to stay together type of thing? Did you? No. Not? No. I, I am supposedly a product of their love, but now they don't love each other anymore. So where does that leave me? That's when my mother started going off the rails as well. So that was the start of a cataclysmic river evolution in my life, I guess. Oh, wow. Yeah. So where did you go to boarding school? In Stenobosch, Turanish. Okay. The Reinsen Macy's Work School. <laughs> and where did mom and dad end up? My mom was um, still in uh, Gordon's Bay. She was the... Stadsklerkse sekretaresse, town class, town clerk secretary. There you go. And so she, we moved her municipal house down on the flat this year. And my dad stayed in our big house, but it was terrible because once again, I couldn't, I felt I couldn't be who I wanted to be. I had to be different things for different people. I had to be my dad growing, being the, the youngest of seven siblings, didn't know how to do anything for himself. Oh my word. Okay. I was everything. I was like a wife, a housekeeper, a cleaner, everything to him. Um, at the age of 12, 13. At the age of 12 or 13, cooking for him, freezing for him, whatever. And my mother, I had to fend for myself because she hit the bottle. Wait. Mm. So you are what they refer to these days as an adult child of an alcoholic. Adult child of it, yes, I am. Mm. I am. This is kind of sidebar. I'm hearing the most amazing stuff about that. Do you know that there's a support group for that? Yes. Do you? Yes. Awesome. Absolutely. Have you attended? I, w- I went to with our mutual, our mutual friend, friend. I'll call the, the cat lady. The cat lady. <laughs> I went to an AA meeting and it was for, uh, what, what do you call adult it? Adult children. Uh, yeah. No, well, it, they mixed in adult children of, okay. it was for the family okay, of, so it was a, there was an AA meeting going on in the main hall ah, and there was a. So we went to Al-Anon. The, yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm hearing the most amazing stuff about them. More and more people I know oh, are yeah. now, they've not done NA, they've done AA, so what's the next part of the journey? And they end up there. And I'm hearing such good stuff about it. So it might be worth going check check one of those out. It might. We, we were speaking earlier about time. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it, but it is because, I mean, still these feelings are evoked when my mother starts to drink. They are evoked so hectically. It's just a... It's just a... Yeah. An explosion within. But yeah, so my mother was still in Gordons Bay. My father was up in Gordons Bay as well. But from the age of 13, my life didn't become... And I didn't feel I could I could, I could be myself. I, I was different people to different things. And having gone to, having gone to junior school in, in Gordons Bay, I went to boarding school with a lot of the, the, the girls that I had been at junior school with. Okay. But none of them went to boarding school. Ah. So I was a boarding school... And I had my boarding school friends in the afternoon, and I had my day bug, what they call day yeah. bugs, during the day, and I'd sit with them. And so again, I never felt like I fitted in anywhere. I was okay. one of my only friends who had a divorced family. I was then my mother moved to Cape Town. Then I was one of the only girls who'd spend every second weekend in Cape Town. And in, so it was there was always the search, and more and more I became, I became the person that I thought everybody wanted me to be and for, left this voice inside that was looking for I said to you that I kept that something kept searching yeah. but I kept on pushing that aside and being that like cheerleader kind of you know yeah. doing whatever anybody mm. needed me to be 
to get that acknowledgement that you didn't get anywhere else. Mm. Okay. And after school, you went to college, mm. studied beauty. Was that your first your first port of call? That was that was. It. Oh, I well. always knew I wanted to do that. Okay, mm. you're one of the few people who kind of left school, did what they studied, what was, and stuck with. Everybody says that, and they're always all shocked that I that I've literally left school, studied, and I'm still a run around business in the field in in which I was and loving what you do. Yes, that's fantastic. Wow, mm. it really, really is. So. At what stage, so once, so once you've been confirmed in the Anglican Church, did you move away immediately? I didn't even, that was just a, that was like a, <laughs> that was like a blip on the radar. Donk, shit, I have to follow these, these thingy classes. Did it, and then, and then that, and then if you got grounded, blocked, grounded, then you had to go to church. But that's the very interesting thing for me. So you could choose to go to a different church. So I went to the. So I would go with my my friend Marika, who lived in Napir. I would go with her to the Enkhak. Oh my word! Okay. Yeah. Because I th- you know what? To expose yourself to everything, yeah. I think is amazing. I went to the Catholic church. I went to everything. And every time I went to a church, there'd be something like I'd be filled. You, you, I can't help but feel a sense of like awe when I walk into a church, whether it be that it's so beautiful or whether it be that it's so, I don't know, solemn, or maybe you do start thinking about spirituality or whatever. But then I always found something that I sort of question. Like, okay. Kind of incompatible to, yes. to whatever you felt in, yes. inside. It was not. It's like it's like I'll never forget. I had this older friend, and she was a Catholic through and through, but she was a normal person again in inverted commas. And I was quite amazed at how Catholicism t- could be such an amazing part of her life. And then she died not t- not so long ago, and I went to the Catholic church funeral for her. And because she was such an integral part, she had a friend who was a priest, whatever. And they stood up there and they said, like, you know, we can't say that uh, she was... T- uh, this is the gist of it. We can't say that she was totally pure and totally whatever. So we will have to um, beg God for forgiveness for her sins on her on her behalf. Now, this woman, she was... Oh, inc- good. Yeah, yeah, and I just think to myself, here we go again, the four nice religion. <laughs> yeah. It's just... I can't do this. Yeah, but so I used to go to different churches. And okay. I kept on looking for something, but I wouldn't find... I wouldn't get what I was looking for. Okay. Then, not too long after that, we kind of met. Must be middle 90s, 90s somewhere out there, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And where did you stand spiritually then? Floating. Very much so. Were you afloat? Question... <laughs> Questioning, questioning, questioning. You know, it's quite amazing because when we wanted to get married, and I don't know, there's this closeness to to something. To well, there was a closeness to me about kicking against what about about what society deems sort of normal. So when we got married in '99, Anthony and I went to Morganhof. We chose a venue, and Morganhof gave us a list of florists, this, 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 and a priest, and it was a Methodist priest. And we had to go with, for one meeting with him. I mean, you don't kind of pretend that you're religious, but you just kind of pretend that you want to do it. I don't know. And he'd be like, do you want to do it in front of the eyes of God? And we just were like, well, you're a marriage officer, so let's say, yeah. yeah. You know, it wasn't, but nothing, there was no... No real connection with, no, with, with, with that part of the... not at all. Okay. It was more about the, the wedding mm. and more about the party and the whatever. It was a lovely could, party. <laughs> Enjoyed it though. <laughs> <laughs> so did we. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't about a spirituality thing. It wasn't. But it was, yeah. So where was I then? 
Nowhere. Nowhere. We were all quite in a weird space. We were all... <sighs> My feeling... Up, I always do this and I always say that, sorry, <laughs> when I do a podcast <laughs> about how... Before we have our chat, I always think of... Our experiences of together. Our experiences and, together mm. and, and where the conversation can go. And for me, if I think about it, it's nearly as if what blended our group of friends together was a search or a work towards success and mm. wealth and but you material know what, can things. Can I tell you the word? I'm, I'm sorry to interject. Please go. But it, it's a superficiality thing Jeez. for me. And that's, but that's what I'm getting to. Always, I was searching, but there's this thing that you have to do. There's this, there's this ladder that you have to climb. Even, and there's the right and the wrong things to do Don't in the correct so. way. And the, and you've got to stick to the rules and you've got to, you know, so there's this, there's this feeling inside your chest, but there's this, you know what it is for me? It's when, when the intellect and the, and the emotions don't connect. There's ah. a disconnect because I think about things and I feel things, but I can't match the two because it's wrong. Yeah. So oh, that, wow. that for me was like a, that for me has always been a massive thing. And we were at that stage in our lives, we were hit. Oh, totally. I get goosebumps when you say that. Yeah. Absolutely. Because it's about the rights parties to go to the right close to way oh. the right way to look the right stuff to have in your house, house yeah uh, everything <laughs> i'll never forget how we we buy new things for the oh. house and then invite people specifically to show off what what, what you bought, bought. <laughs> but you see now that's still i mean i still love a beautiful home mm. and i still love a, a, a absolutely but i'll never forget you one day saying to me when i was buying couches or whatever for our new home just down the road and i said like huh and how are we going to entertain and how are we going to put this and you said to me but Dion, this house is mainly for you and anthony and please god children when they come but mainly for you and anthony you've got to make it comfortable for the two of you and that's also that's been very much a thing for me. I mean, always <laughs> once again, I felt like I belong and I don't belong because, you know, yes, I'd be once again in that stage in our lives. I was searching for the for the thing that made my, my heart feel right. But then I was doing things that made that my head thought was right. Yes. But yet, yeah, it, it, it's a, it was a struggle. There was always this. I connect with what you're saying. So well. I never thought about it that way. But but you are 100 percent correct. It was a. A battle between the head and the heart. And at I that stage, the head won. I want to entertain people and make my delicious homemade chicken pie. Oh, God, no. I've got to do... My head goes, no, shit, I need to do... Fashionable um, food. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like something that's more, you know, in on trend, on point. Exactly. On, yeah. And the pressure. <laughs> or there's something... If you're passionate about it, that's another thing. I was having a conversation with somebody the other day and... and I was writing with a pen and it was sort of like almost like a calligraphy pen and I was like oh god I love this pen she's like you're so passionate about so many things I said yes I finally discovered what I'm passionate about that's fantastic I love writing with a beautiful pen and trying to practice making beautiful whatever I love gardening ah you know with a passion I love rain I'm a do you know what a rain lover is it's a pluviophile I'm a pluviophile. And Are you serious? When I a say pluviophile. Pluvio. She was saying like she doesn't even know what she loves. I said I can tell. Uh, uh, cooking. You know, I'm talking about just about me. I'm not talking about ex. I mean, obviously my daughter and Jacques and whatever. Yeah. I'm talking about 
for you important. I moved down to Cape Town in 93. And I was in Pretoria then and I was in a very, very insular group of friends. And I moved down to Cape Town and I went to a movie. And I walked out of the movie and I thought, did I like this? Mm. And I didn't know because I didn't have a group of friends to define for me mm. whether, whether I need to like this or not. It was the most, the weirdest feeling. I, I couldn't decide for myself whether I liked the movie. I needed the group's rules. Affirmation. Exactly. As to exactly. That's, once again, that's about head. That's about where am I going to fit in? How am I going to fit in? Totally who's going so. to like, Selling who's your not soul to fit in. To fit, exactly. Whereas if you, you know, I went to watch a little play on a little farm in I took Gemma and there were these girls and guys it's a it's a little drama thing or whatever and that's another thing that moves me beautiful singing but that touches me mm. it moves me and I found myself with a tear running down my face watching this this little theatrical performance this woman had a voice second to none it was Jack and the Beanstalk it was little cardboard props it was little and then she started singing Check, and I'm getting goosebumps again <laughs> awesome you are actually getting so, goosebumps so that's, that's fabulous that's what I say and now that's that thing of like somebody defining yeah. what I need to like to be to be able to fit in or to is no more yeah but is that, it age or is it is it spirituality <laughs> I or do the, the two go, go together? For me, they... I think, you know, it's life's experience as well. I mean, as you know, I'm now divorced. So that, 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 that emptied me. That was kind of your watershed. Oh, oh without a doubt. Because, yeah, that... I was so empty after that. I didn't know whether I liked tea or coffee. I didn't know whether... I wanted to be religious or a-religious. I didn't know. I didn't know. I, I, I knew nothing. I was nothing. I And I slowly had to find... And that's why I say all roads lead to the same place for me. It's like fulfill, my spirituality is about my fulfillment and how whole I am. So whether it be about... And you talk about... You said earlier about having rituals that that give you your because of your spirituality whatever yeah it can be gardening it can be anything and that can be i can't sit and meditate i've got too much energy i can't sit there and um. <laughs> I, must, I can't see you <laughs> i can't i can't sit and um but i can I, I know after a very stressful day i find myself and my my heart is right in my in my neck and i i'm stiff and i need to shed something and i'll go into my garden and i'll start and she does and have cutting. a most awesome garden. <laughs> it is. It, it looks like a. Is it like a fairy garden type of thing? That, that I always get that feeling of being safe, and you don't know what you're going to encounter encounter around the next bend. Do you remember the Easter, Easter egg hunt? <laughs> oh my god! Do you know that my gardener was finding Easter eggs for years afterwards? <laughs> A bunny, what do you call it? A lint bunny or a or a lepta, um, what was that? What were the, those marshmallow egg things? Yes. No. Oh, that was one of the most decadent things oh, I've ever done in one. my life. That was insane. That. I'm gonna show you those photos. <laughs> that was decadent. Good God, and the but, amount of, <laughs> of chocolates. But, yeah, but for, seriously, 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 for like a year after that. He'd like dig up a plant or pull out some leaves or something and there'd be like another insect there. <laughs> awesome. So it lived on long after the event. <laughs> Way after. But yeah, 
Yeah, but my garden, so that for me, I can literally, I go and I dig, and next thing I know, it's actually dark, and I'll think, oh God, I need to wee or something, and I'll go inside and switch the light. I'll come outside again, it's absolutely pitch dark, but I've been sitting out there seeing quite happily, mm. doing what I was doing, oh. and I get lost in that. You asked, is it age? Is it, I think it's age coming to know yourself. I think it's life's experiences. As I say, I, after my divorce, I became empty. I was a shell. I was an so divorce kind of took you to your knees to, to, to not use it religiously, but it, it, it took you to a rock bottom where you kind of had to say, I need a me. sense of meaning. I need something. It, I lost. I didn't know who I was. It floored You me. remind me of the, what you're saying is that there's a Laura Branningham song called Ti Amo, where she sings the words, you, you took the world out from under me. Look what you've done to me. Mm. Tea or more, and that's kind of suddenly you're just. Mm. But that's it. Not just took a lift. You kicked it out from under me. Yeah. I felt like I was flailing, like in the wind. I was like. Oi, yo, 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 yeah. I was lost. I was lost. And how did you find purpose? I had a daughter. <laughs> ah. Um, because to be brutally honest, I didn't want to live anymore. This was. She was how old then? A year. Two and a half. Two and a half. Okay. Coming from Dale. Awesome. There's tissues right next to you. Awesome. We are in my we are in my in my counselling room. <laughs> the tissues are always here. Coming from the background that I came from, I never wanted to get divorced. And I think Freddie, that's again head and heart, you know. He was such an integral part of my I mean, as I said, I met him when I was thirteen. Yeah. Yeah, and also I mean, I think it's it also goes a little deeper in that we share a child yeah. and I mean, Gemma is my alpha and omega. And I, she is so sweet and so good. <laughs> she is the be-all and the end-all for me. So any anything that has to do with her well-being is of Baron, paramount, paramount importance to me. I didn't ever want to get divorced. Yeah. So I think, once again, head and heart, maybe now I can see that we weren't going to make it, you know. But then it seemed as if my whole... It was... A, it was I was catatonic. It just... And then, what picked you up? Because you, you lived through it. How did you do that? Yes, that's really. <laughs> God only knows. <laughs> and she's not going to tell. No, it was an evolution. I mean, I know, I can, it's, it's quite symbolic for me. Again, the, the, here I find, again, my, and it might sound very esoteric to certain people or whatever, but the fact that I was married for 18 years and it took me 18 months to pick myself up again. Wow. I just want to quickly put a sidebar again. By that time, due to my addiction and the cock that I caused from my addiction, Dion, I have lost contact. Yeah. So it's only later on that we that we picked up. So this is really part of the story that I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. No, I, I, but as I said, look, I went for copious amounts of counseling. Okay. Copious amounts Psychiatry, of counseling. Psychiatrist, psychologist, counseling. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, all I've of got the above. All of the above. I went to um, a psychologist. Uh, we would speak through things or what have you. And I think she pointed out quite a good thing to me. In She pointed out, I mean, t- t- she didn't point out a good thing. She was unbelievable in all of this. She was instrumental in, in what... In so she was what you needed at, that, Ooh, at that stage. Yeah, very much so. I had been... Had I been to see her? Yes. I had been to see her before when Anthony had cheated on me. I think that was also a bit of a starter because that's when I went to go see my psychologist as well. And that's where I started finding out a little bit about me. What makes me tick? What no. actually makes me tick? Where do Not, you stand in Where do I stand? So. Yeah. 
And then after the divorce, I went to see her again. But, you know, I think I, I was so exhausted that eventually I felt like I was dragging myself through molasses. And she said to me, I need to go and see a psychiatrist. I need to take something because... And one day eventually I said to her, you know what, I think you're right. Because I lay on my bed looking up at the swing, thinking how I could actually oh, God, wrap yeah. that... Ketang, whatever, but rather... Get me on. out of this type of thing. Yeah. Anyway, so I went to see a psychiatrist. She put me on medication. That worked, worked very well. But still, there was I was shut down. I was so close to anything and everybody. And then I, f I started finding those little things that made... And and I'm, I'm a mother. I, I, I need to be there for my daughter. And I love her more than life itself. Yeah. So... I will do anything to make it right. And also, again, something she said to me, my, my, my psychologist, was she said to me, I said to her, how am I ever going to be able to feel pure, unadulterated joy again? Because there was that that heavy feeling that I could never, I never felt that from your gut up, that kind of euphoric feeling again. Yeah. She said to me, Dion, if you have the ability to feel it, you can feel it, but you've just got to find what brings it back for you. Yeah. So I had to, and this is going to sound weird when I say it because it sounds religious, but I had faith that the universe will bring it back to me. I mean, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the more... It's, it's kind of more hope. And, yes. and then, then you, you cling to this hope which gives you faith. <laughs> it yes. becomes kind of faith. faith but that, but that, exactly, that's why I say it's all the same thing. And the yes. words that we use, you know, another thing I learned, and, and it's about the emphasis we put on certain words. Like, I found I needed to be selfish. Mm -hmm. And selfish has got such a negative connotation no. to it. But Freddie, without the selfishness, I wouldn't be able to refill my vessel, me, with the energy that I needed to be everything I needed to be for everybody else. And I, that vessel was very small initially. So I yeah. had a very small, you know, but, and generally it was for my daughter. But, yeah, I... I it's really interesting that you, you bring the selfishness into the conversation because, as you say, there's such a negative connotation to the yeah. word. But... We need to be okay. Mm. I, Freddie, need to be okay with me mm. before I can be there for, for anyone. Any, for anything and or anybody. In order anybody. to make me okay, mm. I need to make... I like to... to and I use the, to this word in, in, in therapy with a lot of my clients as well. Is It's not being selfish. It's making healthy decisions for you mm. so that you can be okay and then to be at service for others because mm. ultimately you stand in service to Gemma mm. <laughs> on a daily basis. Absolutely. And you need to be okay to be able to do that for her. And for that, we need to make health decisions and put up boundaries and say, uh, uh, exactly. that doesn't work for me, that works for me, that I can do, that I can't do. That word no, oh my God, it is the most difficult word ever. I didn't know no because people were not going to like me if I said no. But exactly, but now <laughs> do you know what? But that's why I said, okay, so we started this conversation off with, you said, oh, faith, you said it's more like hope. Fuck what it means. It's about, it's, it's what it means to me. You Trust, know, hope, and faith. It, they go together in one word, one it, entity, one whatever. And, and the same with, with selfishness or whether you call it putting your boundaries up, whether you call it selfish, whether you call it taking care of me, whether you call yeah. it self-love, whether, I don't, what, <laughs> and anybody can call it whatever. I now know there's a sense of knowing within me of what I need. And it's that kind of thing. Yeah. And that those are the things that I've learned. And, and it's just, you yeah, I keep coming back to this kind of thing of knowing and and a true sense of knowing. 
<laughs> I'm, I'm looking at you explaining. And to know where you put your, your hand when you say knowing. In your heart region. <laughs> but exactly. Because so, so you've moved from your head to your heart. But for me, the two mix now. That's what I'm uh-huh. saying. So for me, I mean, you can't only live according to your heart. If I lived according no, to my God. heart only, <laughs> the is going to eat the fan. In a big way, yeah. But it's about melding the, the intellect Connecting with the heart. Connecting the two. It's because we are, it, it's one. So my ex-husband had a baby in the middle of this year with his girlfriend. I was so scared. First of all, when he told me the feelings that it evoked in me because I have two half-sisters that my mother had with her first husband. Okay. Then my father ha- and, and her got married and they had me. Then my parents got divorced. My father got remarried and had my younger brother. And 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 in so doing, I mean, talk about senses of loss and gain, yeah. but yet not fitting in anymore. Oh, God, complicated. Anyway, so he brings this whole thing up. He, he brings this thing up to me about he's having um, another baby. And I instantly, because I so don't want Gemma's life and all through the divorce and going to the child psychologist and everything, the main thing for me was I didn't want Gemma's experience to be anything like mine. So the work that I have done to make it different has been like, it's chalk and cheese for Gemma with regard to my experience yeah. and her experience. So... I was so so I did have a bit of like a wobble after he had after he broke the news to me and then and then he had the baby and I must admit I was quite apprehensive about him having the baby and he phoned one night and he spoke to Gemma Jock was with me we were all so excited I was so excited and then she had um complications and I was so worried. Oh, shame. And then the baby was born and then I was so happy and do you know what I mean it's just that's amazing. And I, I realised then that I was happy for him and, and bought the little boy a gift from Gemma and whatever. And only later did I realise that my feeling was actually both intellectual and heart. Wow. So that move on, that, that because I reckon spirituality isn't a given and a thing we have. It's a path and a journey. So my, I'm still on that. Yeah. I, I'm still on that because there's still lots of shit I need to learn and stuff I need to do, whatever. But I suddenly realized afterwards that it was a truly head and heart total feeling, not a, not a, oh dear, I better, oh, am I happy, am I not? I was just like, wow, Jim's got a brother. We had that most awesome lunch at your place when we did the filet on the bride. Oh, yes. (laughs) Shortly after the birth. And you, out of your own accord, said to Jim, do you want to call your dad and find out how whatever is doing? And knowing your kind of history with with the divorce, I kind of, what the fuck is wrong with this woman? I was really, I didn't say anything, but I was, there was a shift there of, of, of whatever proportion you want to call it. I couldn't believe. And I was so, I felt so happy for you that you seem to have been able to take the next step. I so love just feeling and doing because it's how I am, not, it's this, it's a flow, it's a, you know, and you know what? Gemma's ecstatic. And I hated it when my father would speak about your mother, you know, or, and I remember once being ill and at my father's house, my father didn't know what to do with me. So I just, oh, I want to go to mama. I can't anymore. I was vomiting. I was, and you name it. Okay. He takes me down 
to my mother's house, but my mother will not allow my father onto her premises. Oh my so God. I had to take my suitcase out of the boot of the car, being as sick as a bloody dog, vomit on the pavement, oh no. and then carry my suitcase into my mother's house because, and my mother wouldn't come out to greet me because my father was oh. still there and my father wasn't allowed. Okay. So, oh my God. So now, and for me, Jim is so excited about this brother. So do you want to phone your dad and find out how Caden is? It's, yeah. And that's, you know, there's been, as I said, there's been a move, a shift. Um. And I mean, this podcast is about spiritual, spiritual journeys. And you said it so nicely. It, it's been a journey and it is a journey that we're on. I said to her, I felt like I was the top of, uppermost branch of a tree that I was just flailing about, not knowing who I was. And then another, and, a, and I said I wanted to be more like the, the bus funny boom. Yeah. More stable, still a bit of movement and joy, firmly rooted. I can, I still have the, you know what I mean? But I want to be yeah. more stable. At what stage did you know I've got that stability? Something, was there an event was, or was it just growth? You slowly no, but surely no, you it was growth. It's like, no, it's like growth. Tree. It's like growth. <laughs> it's tree like, grew into you. <laughs> but also I remember saying to her one day, and I'm trying to think what actually precipitated that. I remember saying to her, you know what? I've just let go. I can't anymore. Ah! I said to her, I feel like I've been trying to stop an avalanche, a cataclysmic fucking avalanche from happening. And like, I'm running, I'm running, I'm running, holding it, holding it, holding it. And I'm just so tired. I just said to her, I feel like I've stepped, again, goosebumps, I feel like I've stepped away and watched the avalanche. I'm okay. The shit can happen. Yeah. And it can roll and it can go. And I I, I don't know. It's it, it was just, I don't know how. I don't know how I got to that. That's but amazing. But I just thought, I just need to. In I've recovery, use that term, surrender. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you surrendered. You stopped then fighting the, and you surrendered. Do you know and what? everything it's was easier, okay. It's easier to stop fighting. Again, exactly. it was exhausting. Yeah. Fighting, fighting to control everything and to make it right and to make it happen the way that I think, thought I needed it. And you know what? I couldn't anymore. Yeah. I hear you. So, as things stand today, do you have a higher power, a God, a whatever is it nature oh before i forget i wanted to come back to to gardening and nature so i've got nature as my higher power and i sometimes feel guilty because i don't spend enough time in nature but i love gardening and when we moved into this house it was it was completely wild and gross and whatever and And now it is magnificent just just (laughs) for the record and i kind of made a deal with with natura my higher power and i said to her i'm going to rip this stuff out that i don't think fits but with your guidance helping to make it beautiful (laughs) so i know nothing about gardening at all but with her guidance it sounds so weird to say that i I bought the right plants for the right place but just reading the label sunny shade no 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 no. yeah and then put it in loving it and loving it and 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 found so much joy and pride don't you think that that you see uh, you ask me what is my god i don't i I, I call a, a mister, and I mean, the feminists, feminists out there are going to, but I call it Mr. You. Just the universe at Fabulous, large. Yeah. Mr. You. And I often speak to Mr. You. I'm like, mm. dude, seriously. What the fuck? What the <laughs> fuck? You what know? are you thinking? <laughs> and then I'll have these little conversations of like, okay, now listen. Seriously, I'm going to plant this plant here. But Mr. You, speak to whomever you need to, whatever, and look around. I'm like... I'm pouring all my love into this plant. Do not let it die. You know, that I find a dying plant a 
personal affront. A affront. That's the word I'm looking for. And my first blog I ever wrote was about a dying plant. It's not like, you know, if you go to die, just fucking die. Get it You're over and done with. <laughs> the, the, Don't start for letting. Yes, and, the amount of energy and, like, oh. and love and investment mm. I make in trying to save this thing. And invariably you don't. This morning I, 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 I cut down a rose in, in an attempt to, to, revive, to, to, it, to revive it. And this afternoon it's going to get extra food and... In my heart, I know it's not going to make no, it. But I that. need to put in every flip and effort to say, but, you know, just die already. And, and put, Either just die or just out of my misery. <laughs> but then, Freddie, then doesn't, then, then I'm very often surprised because I, I'm, I'm astounded by, by Mr. You. Because I put in a, a, a um, grey water system ah. and I had this beautiful rose. I've got this thing. Now, my garden has got massive trees. So I've got one spot of shade, uh, of Sun. sunshine that roses will grow in. And I've got what is called a Just Joey. It's this old-fashioned tea rose that makes these massive blooms mm. that smell. If I cut them and I put them in my room, my whole room smells like oh, it. Lovely. And they needed to take this thing out. And I thought, oh, fuck. They're gonna. It's. I mean, I planted when I first moved in there, so it's like 16 years old. It yeah. blooms beautifully. I prune it every year. I do whatever, and I thought, oi, you know, this the installation was supposedly gonna take like two weeks. It landed up taking four months. That rose was out of the ground for four months, and I thought, well, I, bye, now I've bye. lost it. Yeah, yeah, ciao, out of there. Eventually, I said to them, "Can you just plant it over there? It was under the mulberry tree, which too shady to whatever." Freddie, the thing <laughs> has taken. Like, so that's also, that also just amazes me. That's, you know, it's just. I think it's, it, 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 it's not going to sound kind of freaky, but I think in a big way, it's about our intention. <laughs> Is our intention pure in what we're doing in our gardens? And, mm. and, and for me, it's, yeah, I, I love the garden to be lovely, but it's about kind of also giving back to, to, to let other people in, enjoy the garden when they drive into the complex we're the first house as you come into the complex so it reflects kind of on the complex so part of what i do is also for for the for the, for the, for the, for the good the of the of the yeah. yeah yeah but that's another thing as well you talk about giving it's, it's just like a sense of i try and do what i can so you talk about giving and whatever yeah. and it's a, it's just a sense of feeling good and, and whatever i i try and collect things for like the hospice or i will uh, I don't know, small things, very yes. small things, donate my books to the bookshop that they can sell and they can get some money from or um, give my old sheets and, and things to Nazareth House because they look after the AIDS babies yeah. or that kind of thing as well. So it's, it's, that's why I say once again, it's such a holistic thing, this whole spiritual thing. It's like, yeah, you, you do that so the whole complex can enjoy and it's our intention behind it and it's, our, it's such a vast thing. It's amazing. It's huge. It's, it really it's is. It's massive. And it's like, it's generally every little part of your life that you, it's like keeping somebody else in the forefront of your mind. Instead of just thinking about myself, I like to think, how will... That's exactly where I want to take the conversation now, about well, I'm not the center of the universe. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> and that's another thing. So my therapist, okay, one day I, I, I was complaining about like, I haven't heard from this friend so long and you know I don't know what I've done and you know and what have I done wrong with my mother and eventually she looked at me and she says to me it's not always all about you oh that is possibly the most powerful words it's not about you it's not it's and not you know suddenly <laughs> but you know what that made me do as well that made me think about how my 
my actions can be either misinterpreted or maybe like if I think like somebody's irritating me with something I can think like shit what do I do that irritates somebody else so it's like this mirror thing it's and it's not so a it's not always about me yeah. but then also to put somebody else like I said in the like maybe they perpetually do that maybe I perpetually do that to them and I'm irritating them or they perpetually doing that but it's not they're not yeah. doing it in also the intention behind it to necessarily we know, use the term in recovery or the, the phrase in recovery what does it say about you Look, turn around and look at you. Invariably, those people reflect something at you. If you're terribly <laughs> judgmental, then you think everybody else is terribly judgmental. And if you exactly, are worried yeah. about what somebody else is thinking, then you, you know, yeah. and vice versa. Totally mm. so. Now, look at the time. <laughs> I don't know where the time is. Holy That's how long smoke. we've been chatting. It's amazing once you get going. We right? haven't even got going yet. <laughs> So we're going to end now, and I'm going to ask you my favorite question, and I always Oy, love people's base, answer to this. Yeah, yes. Are you happy? Yes. Ah! Oh, whoa! Yes. That's what it is. I am. I am. I have the most amazing daughter in my life. She I is have, fabulous. She's, she's just so sweet. I have an amazing man who loves me, Freddie, for me, and not because I'm portraying anything other than I am. I'm not saying it's perfect, oh God. There's but, nothing like perfect. No. It doesn't exist. And I've got amazing people in my life who really, who have, yeah, amazing friends, amazing, and I'm happy within me. Mm. I, I'm happy. Am I happy? Yes, I'm happy. Nothing from the outside is going to do it. You found it inside you. Yes. And, and listen, I mean, things from the outside can do it. Can, no. Things from the outside can influence it and can... Shark influences my happiness. Yeah. I mean, I must admit, if we have an argument, I don't feel so happy inside afterwards. But am I happy? Yes. I can breathe down to my gut and be, and just, and be happy in, yeah. I lied, and I always do. I always, while people are, are doing this, I've got one more question that's a, a, uh, a, 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 a double, <laughs> this, yes. <laughs> double yes. barreled. As a businesswoman, mm. and as somebody who works in, and don't, I don't want to offend you, but in a plastic industry, mm. <laughs> which is all about the outside, how do you... How do you put the two together? How do you put... How do you mold all of this? Well, I think that's another realization, is that I am me and they are there. Ah. And I provide a service, and not all of what I do is plastic. I do a lot of talking. A lot of my clients come to me and love talking to me. And if I only had to do the beauty therapy side of it, on a whole, I wouldn't enjoy what I do. I find my job a real mix of psychology and beautifying. And I am good at what I do. So it does no give me a sense of it. satisfaction. But it's also to see the growth within people. I mean, that I, I'm not a psychologist. I did psychology one at, at college. I mean, it's not. But with my journey, I think I've incorporated that into my work as Fantastic. well. And it's amazing to see the reciprocity from my clients. Yeah. But something came up for me while you were talking is, Part of our journey is also to learn to feel good about us. And having beautiful nails, nails make you feel good about you, then you are providing that, that service, which is really important. But exactly. Dion, that was 
so awesome. Okay, I thoroughly, not, thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm not so nervous anymore. That was fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. I did too. The mic didn't bite. Thank you so very much. Go and Pleasure. finish your food and make a beautiful lunch, which I'm sure you will. Thank you. I'll let you know when you go on air. Oh, my word. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. As you can hear, Dion and I have walked a long road. We had many most lovely times, but when life happened to us, we had to work hard to pick up the pieces again. It does seem as if both of us came out of it much stronger and better equipped for life or life's terms. I regret the years that Dion and I have not had contact, but I'm happy that we are building on a new friendship. I call it a new friendship because I believe we are vastly different people than we were back then. Older and wiser indeed, both with a sense of spirituality that was not present before. I loved to hear that Dion, without hesitation or reservation, acknowledged that she is experiencing happiness today. For that I am truly happy for her and wish her all of the best in the future. I wish us many happy meals and visits together in the years to come. If you have any feedback or remarks, please feel free to pop me an email or connect on social media. It will be great to hear from you. If you want to know more about what I do, please feel free to connect with me on my website, which is www.freddy.org.za, or find me on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash freddy.org.za forward slash, or on Twitter at at Freddy. Remember that Freddy is always spelt with an IE at the end. Be safe. Bye-bye.